Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Win Today podcast. My name is Ryan Cass, and I am your host. Our mission is to inspire people to win today by connecting with amazing leaders and sharing amazing stories. This is episode number eight on season two, and I'm thrilled to be joined by Max Rook. Max is the associate head coach of Pepperdine Women's Soccer. In addition to that, he is a success coach and speaker of his coaching program, Life to the Max. Max, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being here. Oh man, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Looking forward to this conversation and uh, yeah, just appreciate you very much. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm excited because I've been doing the podcast for a little over a year now and I've had a lot of different folks from various backgrounds, whether it be authors, other coaches, business owners. I have yet to have someone that is associated with athletics and is also a performance coach. So you are one of the first. So congratulations. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> you know, the, the funny thing is that when you say, when you say, you start listing some of these people off, um, I don't see, I don't see many, uh, there's a lot of similarities, I guess what I'm saying, you know, we're not too far removed when you talk about some of those professions and some of those avenues and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm sure we'll get into some things today and you're like, oh man, like that, that's something that I've, you know, can, uh, can can think of that that somebody else said on on another podcast, you know. So I, I'm I'm excited about that because my my um, journey through what I've done has led me to to realize that people that want to do life at high level, there's not that much difference, you know. Whether it's business or it's athletics, it's like you know what I'm saying like um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of parallels for sure. Absolutely. And then I want to bring up how we're connected. I think it's really cool because sure. I work with one of your former teammates, Matt Froelich, that you all played soccer together at Mercer University. But I, be- I believe that the real reason why we got connected isn't just because I know your teammate, but because we are both so intentional about helping people and helping people achieve new levels. That's why he said, you need to meet Max. Max, you need to meet Ryan. <laughs> because when you're not in, if you're not intentional about what it is that you want to do in this world or how you want to impact people, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation right now. You're all the way in For California sure. and I'm here in South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love how the world works. I love how, um, yeah, like, like I'm sure we'll get into it, but my, my, my story, I would never have thought that I would be where I am today, living in California, working in Malibu, um, getting to work with the amazing people I get to work with and, yeah, I'm just always amazed how life pulls people together and paths cross. And so I feel the same way. Um, like I say, it's uh, it's not a coincidence that we're we're talking today. Uh, you're doing some amazing things and and I'm excited about what you're doing as well to make a, a, an impact in this world. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I wanted to pull the lesson out real fast because it's something whenever I have the opportunity to bring it out, because people ask a lot, how do you find all of these amazing guests or how do you get connected with some of these people. And it's really as simple as being intentional about what you want, communicating. Here's what I want to do in this world. Here's how I can help people. And it is amazing the people that the world will bring to you. So 
that's the lesson right here in the <laughs> beginning. But Max, why don't you tell us yeah, more about your background, what you do, how you impact lives, both personally, professionally, and athletically on the soccer field. Yeah, man. Uh, and I could spend a whole hour doing it. <laughs> I, like, I, I love, I just I feel so blessed to, um, to have had a lot of the opportunities that I've had. And no, I mean, um, my, I won't, I won't delve into the, the full story, but my, my sort of journey began um, playing in England, uh, playing for a club called Reading Football Club. And, and I always felt like that was my, my sort of calling was like to be a professional soccer player and to do that. And, you know, sometimes life just hits you and says, you know what, maybe that's not what you're meant to do. And so, so I was told early age that, you know, maybe that wasn't the path for me. And, uh, and so at a time in my life where I was seeking, I was like, I was unsure about what direction I needed to go. And this opportunity came to come to America. It, it, it presented itself. And, um, you talk about that lesson of kind of like, um, you know, meeting people and stuff. And I think for me, um, one of the biggest lessons that I've, that I've found is, is that when, when I've really stepped back and, and taken a chance in my life, you know, uh, this opportunity to come out to America, I didn't know anybody that had done it before. I knew nobody that had sort of gone down the path that I was thinking about going down. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure this thing out. I'm going to, going to, you know, take a chance. I'm going to come out, came out with a suitcase and, and a positive attitude. Like somehow I'm going to make this work. And I came out and my life completely changed forever when I came over to America. That's when I met Matthew Frolick playing, playing at Mercy University. Um, and then that really began this, from that point, it began this idea of um, just the impact that you can have when you're are surrounding yourself with amazing people. Um, and so that took me, Along, along my playing career, I uh, got to play in a couple of world championships and do some really cool, really special things. But anyways, that all got me to a point where I knew that I wanted to give back to the game for what it gave me. I got to have so many amazing experiences. I got to travel to so many places in the world through the sport of soccer that it, it sort of, it became only natural for me to say, okay, you know, my calling, my, my vision is, is I need to do something uh, to impact others in the way that those before me did it for me, you know? And so coaching was the natural thing. So I got into, got into coaching, got into coaching sports, um, was a high school coach. I've been a club coach. I've been a men's college coach. Now I'm a women's college coach. And so, so yeah, so I've kind of done it all, but it's still the same thing. It's still the vision of wanting to make people's life better, to want to impact the lives of people. And, uh, so anyway, so come to a, I guess I'll get to a place where I say this, that, uh, most recently, I had the opportunity to take over as the associate head women's soccer coach here at Pepperdine University, which is a Division One school. And uh, and again, we're in Malibu, California, and it's you know we we compete at the highest level. But more importantly than that, we get to do life with some pretty extraordinary women. And so I'm so blessed to get to do that. Um, however, along the way, so so along that journey of kind of as I said before, being a club coach and a and a, and a, and a high school coach and a men's coach and a women's coach. Um, I had so many lessons that I was like, I want to find another avenue to be able to create impact in this world. And so that from that created this, this um, company um, called a uh, brand called life to the max. And so now that that has now led me to be able to not only work with our Pepperdine women's soccer program, but to also impact and consult with, with other teams and, and, uh, you know, athletes, not just athletes, you know, business professionals, entrepreneurs, like who, whoever wants to 
uh, go from this idea of not just being good, but being great. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what my whole life has been built around is trying to answer the question, like, what is the difference between good and great? Like, if I really had to boil it down, Ryan, I would say this. My life's pursuit has been about trying to better understand why we do what we do, right? Mm -hmm. And why some people choose to be great while others might choose to be good, you know? And what is that difference? And what does it take to make that leap from just living an okay life or being an okay teammate or getting okay results, just being okay with good versus what it takes to be great? And that is now what I do all the time. Every day I wake up, I'm like, okay, let's help people be great. Let's help people take that journey from good to great. Let's help people discover what's possible in their lives. And I'm really passionate about it. And um, whether that's working at Pepperdine or with Life to the Max, but it's it's all the same thing. And much like you do, it's helping make this world a better place, create an impact and um, helping people discover what's possible in their lives. And I love it. I love that. And I love the journey, how it started. So it started on the soccer field and some you're someone that's very ambitious, competitive, and you've been surrounded by, as you mentioned, high performers, people that perform at a very high caliber, whether it be athletically or in the boardroom. So mm-hmm. that has led you on this constant pursuit of not only being around those people, but what makes those people tick. And that's something mm-hmm. that I really like to, it fascinates me too. We look at yeah the let's take a few greats let's take we look at the elons of the world or the mm-hmm. jack ma's of the world mm-hmm. walt disney's of the world people that have persevered and that everyone in the world talks about what makes them who they are i mm-hmm. love to talk about three people in my presentations about goal setting i have a slide where i've got richard branson founder of virgin michael jordan and then Tony Robbins. And I talk about those three when I introduce the topic of goal setting. So three, three names that people know all over the world, and they are, they attribute their success. Some of the most, some of the most well-recognized people in the world attribute their success to goal setting, Mm. writing down something on a piece of paper, grabbing a pen and paper and writing down what you want to accomplish. I'm doing so, now. I'm writing notes down too. <laughs> when it comes to good to great, what are some of the d- distinguishing factors that you found in people that separates a good person, not just a good person, a good performer, good performer yeah. to a great performer? Yeah. Oof, man, there, <laughs> right? That is a, lo- a loaded question, right? Um, <laughs> Man, there is so much. Um, I love the word that you've already used a few times, like this idea of being intentional, right? And I think that that being intentional with what you do is so important. You know, um, I, I, you know, Richard Branson, Michael Jordan, Tony Robbins, about great people, right? And I remember Tony Robbins always always says he says this, and I, and I actually, in in ways, use it myself. Say where focus goes, energy flows, right? What you focus on, you're going to feel. And what you focus on, you're going to get more of. And um, and that is so true in life, right? What you focus on, you're going to get more of, right? Whether that be the good things or the bad things. You, you focus on the problem or the solution. You focus on things that you get to do or things that you have to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I mean, I'd even just say that right there. So many of us wake up and like, oh, I have to go to work. I have to do this. But when you focus on like, I get to do this. I get to go to work. I get to do this. Like it changes the energy with, way, with, with how you show up, right? And so, um, so I think... 
top performers, everybody, there's there's an intentionality where they know what they must focus on to be able to get the results that they're trying to achieve, right? And oftentimes that can mean, you know, not not the big things. I mean, I go back to to, to sort of this idea for me and the journey from good to great and how I discovered like a lot of the principles that I use is I think that I was always looking, and I can say this about a lot of the people you just mentioned and a lot of people that I've had the blessing to work with is, I know for me, I always used to be looking for the big things, right? If I want to make these big things happen in my life, if I want to create, you know, you've got these big goals, right? You said goal setting. I think you should make audacious goals. I think you should be like, you know, brave enough to put down something that is just so big. You're like, how am I going to make it happen? You know? But at the same time, I was in my, my like my younger self was always like, well, if I want to make these big things happen, I got to be looking for the big things. Well, experience tells me over time, 20 plus years working in the world of high performance, working with some of the best of the best. It's actually the little things. It's the littlest things that can make the biggest difference. And that idea of focus, right? And so when I switched my attention from trying to focus on all these big things, and I actually focused on the little things in my life, the little changes, like I told you get to versus have to it's such a little thing but the energy that you show up to with in the day if you go into something saying i get to do it versus i have to do it you're like coach that can't be you know max that can't be i can't be the the key to success i'm like it is one of them you know it's the little things that can make the biggest difference and so Mm -hmm. um so yeah so along the way i've really had to train myself and understand better human behavior and why we do what we do and it's a lot of it is found in the little things. And so, like you say, the Richard Bransons, the Michael Jordans, the Tony, you know, they they are really good at understanding the little things that can make the biggest difference. You know, now I could obviously, you know, spend hours and hours and hours going through, you know, what those little things are. But the, you know, big picture, that's that's kind of what I've found most along my journey is, is that the little things make the biggest difference. I love that. And speaking of get to versus have to. One of my best friends, my brother, Andrew, we hold each other accountable. We'll literally call each other at 445, 5 o'clock in the morning and just ask, hey, are you working out right now? Are you in the gym? And this morning, mm-hmm. kid you not, he called me at 518 and I was just about to get out of bed. <laughs> and he said, you know what thought I had this morning because I was debating going to the gym he said, I told myself I get to go to the gym and it jumped and it jolted him right out of bed. And I was like, yeah, you know what? And I get to go for a run right now because there's times where it's, it's not easy when you're committed to high performance, when you're committed to audacious goals, it's not always an easy journey. There, there will be days where you don't want to take those little steps. Yeah. So I'm curious, you said there's a lot of little things when we can, we can go all day long, but yeah. yeah. Focusing on the micro just a little bit more. What yeah. are some habits that you've employed in your life that, you know, little things that help you get those big things? Like for me, I look at my goals first thing every morning. That's a sure. little thing that I do that keeps me focused. Yeah. It keeps me yeah. going for the day. So what does that look like for you? Yeah. Well, you, well, I think you just touched on a great one. Um, so a lot of people, you know, 
talk about there's some great people out there that talk about this idea about habits, right. And building, building really great habits and stuff. And, um, so I also look at, okay, well, um, what's a keystone habit? Okay. So a keystone habit is basically, it's a habit that affects all other habits. Right. And I, without going into great detail, but it's like, there are habits and then there are keystone habits. And like, as I said before, so a keystone habit is something that basically influences every other habit you make. Your morning routine is a keystone habit. Like I'm just telling you, when you wake up and if you create the correct and the right, whatever that is for you, if it's different for different people, but when you cre- create the, the correct morning routine, you the, the rest of your day will be completely different. Like I know for me, like if I wake up and I spend some time in gratitude and a lot of people talk about this, like I say, so this is not an uncommon thing. A lot of people going, I've heard this. And so if you've heard it before, I'm telling you, repetition is the key to success. The fact that you're hearing this again, you need to hear it again and again and again. It's like, the, the morning routine is so important. If I wake up in gratitude, if I do some type of meditation or visualization, looking at your goals, uh, whatever it's going to be, um, just reminding yourself of what you're grateful for, thinking about who in your life you need to be grateful, you need to be grateful for, like sending them positive energy, like all those different things. I'm just telling you the rest of my day, it's completely different than if I would just, just wake up in bed and just go to work. And that's a keystone yeah. habit. That's a keystone habit because the rest of my habits throughout the day, what I choose to do or what I choose to not to do, what I choose to focus on versus what I choose not to focus on, I see things differently. The lens through which I see life changes simply because of how I start my day. That's a keystone habit because it affects every other every other habit that I have throughout the day. I'm more willing to go work out. I'm more willing to go and have a conversation with somebody. I'm more willing to... Uh, go above and beyond for somebody else or do a, an act of you know kindness or something like that. Why? Because of how I started my day. So keystone habits are everywhere. But when you can lock in on a few keystone habits that create influence and affect every other part of your day, that's a great step, you know? So that's a little thing makes a big difference. Um, you know, I, I think, I think I'll just say one more uh, in less and in, in effort for time, but I think something that you and I agree on is this idea of goal setting, right? And having goals and having big goals. Um, but what I've also found is that has to be partnered with something else. All right. And mm-hmm. so a big thing that I find there is a limitation sometimes with high performance is if we get so focused on the, what, what we want that oftentimes it can actually be the very thing that holds us back from getting getting what we want. So what oftentimes I talk about is I work with somebody and maybe much like like uh, what you do is, is help them define what it is they want, what their goals are. But then I take this, this approach of shifting their mindset and saying, okay, now you know what you want. Let's partner that with a clear understanding of who you need to be to get it. Because a lot of people know what they want, but they might not know who they need must be to get that which they want does that make sense yeah and and if all you do is focus right with focus goes and flows. if all you focus on is what i want what i want what i want what i want i believe that is a that is the first step in getting clarity and alignment so that you can create these big things in your life but sometimes if that's all you focus on then it can be very limiting and so a lot of the people like i was actually just on a phone call today earlier with a professional athlete um, who's playing in the end of his cell and she was reaching out to me. And, and one of the things I had to work with her on was exactly that. She had such big goals, like such, such big goals. It was amazing. I can even tell if you've got time, so can I tell you a quick story about this? Oh, so, yeah. Hey, please so, do. So, uh, so, yeah, I love my stories, right? I love my stories and stuff like that. So, let them out. Um, we want to hear but, it. Um, 
so uh so this this young lady her name is Briva Sally. So Briva Sally, so going back, she's playing professional now. But I remember when she came to Pepperdine, so she played here at Pepperdine University. Uh, amazing player. And uh she came by my office one day, right? She said, Hey coach, can I can I like uh come by the office? I'd love I'd love for you to be my mentor, right? I'm like, Well, I'm already your coach. This is by the way, it's a freshman year. She's like, Well, I'm, you know, I'm like, Well, I'm already your coach. She's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get that. Like you're my soccer coach, but like I want you to be like my my mentor, do the whole guru stuff, right? The mindset work. And I'm like, all right. So, so she come by the office. So she comes by the office. We meet, we sit down. I say, Hey, you know, it's Brie, you know? And by the way, she's a fiery, fiery character. You know what I'm saying? Like she is, um, like if you meet her, she is just, she's driven. She's hungry. She has a beautiful spirit. Um, she's just a, just an amazing person. So she sits in my office and I was like, okay, Brie, you know, tell me, tell me what you want. Right. And, uh, this is what she says, freshman, by the way, freshman. Okay. So he comes in, she's, she's brand new to the program. She's like, all right, coach, this is what I want. I want to be the best player on the team. I want to be the top goal scorer on the team. I want to be uh, the WCC player, which is our conference, the WCC player of the year. Um, I want to be the best player in the conference. I want to be an All-American. I want to go pro, pro and I want to play on the US national team. And I'm like, just like, just that, that, that's all, you know, <laughs> like, little, little freshman, just, just that, that's all, you know, I'm like, no, but deep down, right. you get it right. Like the audaciousness to be able to like, say like, that's what you want as a freshman yeah. coming in. I'm like, man, that's pretty awesome. You know? So we went through this process and we started writing out goals and doing all that sort of stuff. And, um, and it gave her alignment. It gave her clarity. She started to see it. She started to envision it, but much like high performance, it wasn't happening quick enough for her. So after a freshman year, I think she was an all-conference performer freshman year. She made the all-freshman team, you know, and I'm like, hey, great job. She's like, oh, my God, it's, I, you know, I wasn't the player of the year. This is just, this sucks. This is terrible. And I'm like, whoa, I was like, hold up. I was like, you know, this, like, this is awesome. You know, like you made some, you made some real positive steps. Um, so then we get to a sophomore year and we, I think we win the championship that year and she was a huge part of that. And again, she was, she was an amazing contributor to that. And she also, I think she was again, WCC player, uh, WCC all conference or something like that. And, um, I'm like, great. Awesome. You know, she's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? She's like, it's not good enough. You know? And you can see, you got me, hopefully I'm not sure if they're going to be able to see them on the screen, but you can see where focus goes and she flows. Right? What, she's not focusing on what she's got. She's focusing on what's missing in her life. Right. She's focusing on all the things that she hasn't done because it isn't happening quick enough but she's making strides but she's all focused on what she what she hasn't done so long story short we get to a junior year we win the championship again we make history like winning back-to-back championships and uh at the end of it she's like oh my god she's like so and so was the player of the year that's unfair i'm like brie i'm like in my head i'm going this like you know she just she's so focused on these goals, but she's so focused on what she hasn't yet done. Long story short, right? So I'm getting to it. So at the end of her junior year, she comes in and, you know, we start talking about goals. And I said, Hey, I said, look, I love the fact that you have these goals. You know them now. You have them written. You have them edged. You look like you said, right? You look at them every day. They're there. They're front and center. I love it. I was like, but let's just do something for a minute. I was like, stop telling me what you want. And start telling me who you need to be. Start telling me, start telling me who you need to be and how does that align with these goals that you've set for yourself? And so we made this plan and we talked about who she needed to be, like the type of person she needed to be, the type of character she needed to have, the type of teammate she needed to be, the type of work ethic, all these different things. So 
we made that. And I said, for right now, I said, you need to have check in with your goals, just like what you preach all the time, right? Check in with your goals. But do me a favor for six months, just focus primarily on who you need to be to match those goals that you have. Six months later, when she took her eyes off of what she wanted and placed them on who she needed to be, six months later, she was the best player on the team. She was the top goal scorer on the team. She was the WCC player of the year. She was an All-American. She got drafted into the professional league and became professional. And we went to the draft with her. When we came back two weeks later, she got a phone call from the U20 national team. They called her into national team camp. And everything she had like that. Boom. That's incredible. And and the only reason I say that, Ryan, is because it's, it's not, because I know you're such a preacher of goals, it's not about the fact that she didn't focus on her goals. Her goals were there, but the way she approached her goals, it actually was a prohibitor. It became like a block for her because she wanted them so badly. She was holding them so tight. So what I helped her to do was say, now that you've set those goals, let's create a pathway to release that pressure to, to achieve them. Let's focus on something else. Let's focus on who you need to be. And just that sort of freedom allowed all those goals to come true, you know? And mm. so with high performers, oftentimes there's this balance of like having things that you want and then understanding the process to get there. If that mm. makes sense. Yeah. I love that you're bringing this up and I, and I do want to dive into this more because one thing that I've learned is that goals are strictly outcomes. A goal is just what you want. Become, as you mentioned, become the top scorer. Or in in my case, even, I'll mention one of mine where it's qualify for the Boston Marathon. That's just an outcome. But the big thing that I like to focus on when it comes to goals is every goal should have a system that supports it. Meaning that... You're not going to qualify for the Boston Marathon, in my case, if I don't have a system of running and training and hydrating and eating properly every day of the week. Mm -hmm. It's the system that allows you to accomplish the goal, but your angle is a little different where it's who do you need to be? So Mm -hmm. I want to touch on that a little bit more on how does someone really hone in on who they need to become, and then how do they look at that? Because when it comes to goals, I can see where I'm making my progress, generally speaking, because I can quantify mm-hmm. a measure. But sure. looking at who we need to become, it's not something that you can really assign a number to and look at it on a piece of paper every day. So can you talk a little bit more about what that means and how we can practice that? Because I love that concept. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I think, yes. So, so my experience comes back down to like, for instance, teams. So if we look at like that situation with that player, with Bree, so one of the things that if to be a great, to be a, um, let me say again, to be a top performer, to be an All-American, to be a WCC player of the year, there's an intention that you, to be a great player and to be at that level, then you have to, there's a certain level of, I'm not a big fan of using this word, a certain level of selfishness where like, well, I have to be the goal scorer. I have to be, all eyes have to be on me. I have to be the one, the woman, like in big moments that like I take over the game. And that is true. But in Bree's case, 
what she found in, in, and through her process, right. was we said, okay, well, who do you need to be? She says, I need to be a great teammate. Mm. Well, what does it mean to be a great teammate? I have to be selfless, not selfish, but selfless. I have to think of my team more. I have to be maybe not only be the goal scorer, but be a provider. Right. And I have to, I have to look at my role in the team in a slightly different way. And by sharing some of that, um, well, whatever I'm trying to say, but sharing some of the, uh, the, the intention of like, okay, this is the result that we want to get. Instead of saying it, it's all on me, but it's all on us, right? Me versus us. Just that, again, that little shift. By becoming a better teammate, all of a sudden, she became a better her. Her level, her personal level of performance raised when she focused less on her performance and more on the team's performance. You see where I'm going with that? Yep. And yep. so, and so the, the tangible things that she was trying to get, like to be the best player, happened when she didn't focus on herself, when she actually focused on the team. And that only came through this process of figuring out, well, who do you need to be? I need to be a great teammate. I need to be a great leader. I need to be a great captain. And that requires selflessness versus being selfish, right? And that's a small shift, but it makes a big difference. And common thought is, well, if you want to score the most goals, you've got to take the most shots and you've got to do this. And, and it all becomes about you versus us. And so, you know, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so, and so that was, so going through that process with her, like, who do you need to be? Just, just the realization for me to be a better me, I have to influence the team in a bigger way, which means I have to take the focus off of me and put it on what I can do to help this team. Those little things compounding over time creates these huge results. And like I say, and so what she was able to achieve as an individual, it really happened when she got out of her own way and started to focus on the team. So that's an exact, that's one example, right. Of this idea of like, who must you become, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's, yeah, I'd say that. I love the overarching all of this by asking questions you can create so much clarity for yourself. And that's one thing that as it relates to goal setting and identifying what you want to do in this life, what I tell people is ask yourself, how do you want to make an impact in this world? What's important to you? And what does success look like? And then from there, boom, what that does is just by asking yourself, okay, what's important to you? you're going to start thinking of all of these things and then you'll really identify what it is that's important to you. How do you want to make an impact? And then you start thinking about some of these things such as I want to make an impact by teaching people about goal setting. Okay. So now we've got, now we're starting to create a pathway by asking these Mm -hmm. questions of, Hey, I think what I want to do in my life is have some sort of goal setting program for someone. Mm -hmm. So the art of, question asking can unlock so many amazing things as the example that you provided, who do you need to become? So when it comes to high performance and unlocking new levels of performance, what are some other of those self-reflecting questions that come to mind that you have people ask besides just who do you need to become? What are some other things that we could be thinking about? Yeah, man, this is this is good. You asking you speaking of questions, you're asking the great questions too, right? So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I think uh, one of the things. So, getting back to this idea, like you know, I, I 
obviously my my lens day to day is I work with a lot of athletes, a lot of high level performers and stuff. And so I see it through this this eyes is that what they also experience on a day-to-day basis, much like a lot of us, right, is we all experience high levels of failure, right? Because to, 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 to compete at a high level, like you have to experience adversity. And going back to this idea, like this is the common theme, right? this idea of focus, right? What we focus on. And when we experience adversity, when we experience pain, when we experience setbacks, when we experience whatever it's going to be in whatever realm, right? Not just sports, but life. Whenever something happens that goes against what we want to have happen, right? And by the way, it's never, it's not if something bad's going to happen in your life, right? It's when it happens, right? And when it happens, the question that I like to ask is, and it sounds so simple, right? But it's, it's obviously difficult, difficult is, is it the end or is it the beginning? Like when something bad happens, is it the end? I.e., like, because, you know, this piece of adversity happened, therefore, like, it's over. You know, I'm going to give up, you know, like, like I can't do anything about it. Like, if, if you consider it to be the end, then what you're presupposing is that you can't do anything about it. You don't have control. So that piece of adversity is preventing you from getting whatever you want. But if it's the beginning, then what you see it as, you see it as a as an opportunity to become something bigger, to become something more, to do something else. And so, you know, a, a simple one that I could, or a big one, I should say, that, that I see a lot of is with injuries. Some some people, when you get like a, a not a career end injury, but something that that forces you to be out for a while, you know, and the first thought that most people go to, oh my god, it's the end, like, and I'm done. That's it. You know, am I going to be the same player? Because all that focus is on that limiting belief of, well, because this happened, I'm not going to be able to reach my goals, right? Go back to goals and I'm not going to be able to reach my goals. I'm not going to be able to do the things that I want to do. And coming back to mindset, if you can help somebody say, okay, is it possible that it could actually be a setup for something bigger? Is it mm. possible that it could, it could actually be helping you become more of the person you need to be so that when your time actually comes, you're 100% ready. Is it possible that this piece, piece of adversity is actually teaching you the lesson that you need to hit the next level? So is it actually the beginning of something even bigger? And when you praise it like that, then, then again, you start to focus on and try to find reasons why it's an opportunity and not a burden or it's the end and not the beginning. Does that make sense? And just so just by asking that question, it forces you to try and find answers to the question you ask. And if you're saying it's the end, then you'll find reasons why it's the end. But if you believe it's the beginning, then your your mind will find answers as to why it's the beginning, you know, or why it's an opportunity or why it's a setup for something even bigger. And so that's mm-hmm. the power of questions is because it directs your mind to find solutions to whatever question you're asking. So if you want if you want a great life, ask a great question. If you want an okay life, ask an okay question. If you want a terrible life, ask a terrible question. So it's all based on the questions you ask, right? So ask a better question, get a better answer. Get a better answer, you'll be able to provide a better life yourself. The amount of positive energy that is flowing right now and that I can feel like if there, if we could see it right here on the video screen, <laughs> there'd be this massive wave <laughs> 
right in between my screen right. and your screen. Right. This is right, right. this is amazing. You know, one thing that I love, Max, is you're you're talking about how we can flip the script on anything, sure. and and also see the opportunity in anything just by asking a question or going back to the beginning, get to versus have to simple change of words, flipping the script. So we can take what our mind may process as negative and turn it into positive. Mm -hmm. I love that. I always say that there's two things you have. You have a choice with anything that happens to you in life. You can let it shape you or let it break you. Choose option number Mm -hmm. one. I love that. And I love that question though. That is, that is good. And I've been taking notes as you've been speaking. Is it the beginning? Is it the end or the beginning? Mm -hmm. So, and that's, that's one thing I want to, I'm going to hit on for you personally. What is a low moment that you've experienced that has allowed you to experience great moments today and achieve greater levels of performance? Man, um, I think, well, there's, there's, there's been a couple, but I think, I think what I would do is I would go back and tell you that, you know, I've mentioned at the beginning, my decision to come to America, um, at that time, you know, right before I came out, um, I was sure like my desk, my destiny was meant to be in England and I was meant to be a professional soccer player and I was meant to do all these things. And then somebody comes in, you know, a coach and, and they tell you, Hey, you know, you're, uh, you're not good enough. You're not, you know, you're not meant to be a player. You're not, you're not tall enough. You know, I'm, I'm, on the smaller, smaller end, I don't know how, how but you know, I'm, on the, I'm on the smaller side. So it's like, hey, maybe you're not tall enough. Maybe you're not, you know, you're not meant to be a soccer player. So at that point in my life, this vacuum was created, right? And that's that's where I started asking those questions indirectly. I didn't, I didn't have the maybe the knowledge and the the experience to be able to process it like I process process it now. But at that time, there was a level of like, well, this is the end, you know, like that's it, like I'm. Maybe I'm not meant to be a soccer player. The whole thing, the thing I've worked for my entire life is like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not meant to do the thing that I have been working my entire life for. And then this opportunity to come out to America happened. And in that moment, I, I can't say that I had this moment of clarity, like, oh, this is the perfect thing. You know, like, oh, this is, this is, this is destiny. But there was a part of my heart that said, you got to do this. You got to take the, you got to take the road less traveled got to do something and have the courage to do something that nobody in your family, nobody, nobody in your, in your, in your sphere of influence, in your circle back then had ever done anything like that. And I was like, you know what? My heart is telling me, I'm a mind, but my, most of my heart, right? I think, I think a lot of times we make decisions from my head, but some of the best decisions that we make when we make them from our heart. And for me, that was one of the first moments I made a decision from my heart that said, I don't know why I'm meant to go to America. Like, I don't know why my heart is telling me to go. But it's telling me, take the leap of faith. Well, 20 years later on, I can tell you right now, being on this podcast with you, getting to work with the players that I get to work with every day, that moment was not the end of my career. It was the beginning. It was the beginning of me finding my true calling in life, which and my higher purpose, which is, is to be able to do the things that I do right now and to create the impact. And I don't know if I would have had that opportunity had I stayed in England. And I didn't know it back then. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's the funny thing. Sometimes it's like, you know, if I, if I could go back and tell my younger self, like, hey, is it the end or is it the beginning? But I think in a way I indirectly somehow found that out that like in that moment, I look back, I'm like, 
I realize now that that wasn't the end. That was actually the beginning of the rest of my life. And it was probably one of the hardest moments in my life because I didn't know anything else other than playing soccer. I didn't know anything else other than like, this is what I was meant to do and this is what I was born to do. And then whether it's God or whoever, just somebody says, you know what? I've got a bigger plan for you. And it took me, it took me getting to this point to be able to look back and say, that is the moment where my life truly began, you know? Mm -hmm. And I have, I have that moment to thank for everything that I've been been blessed to be a part of since then, you know, and make know that journey leads to today's call. So there you go. That's amazing. And it's such a good feeling too, when you discover why you're here Mm -hmm. and when you really get that sense of validation, if you will, that's something that coming out of 2021, I felt a lot because this business one day and and even the podcast is still fairly young. Mm -hmm. I had some self-limiting beliefs of my own of, Hey, Mm -hmm. how are people going to perceive this? Is this really what I want to do? Is this really going to make an impact? And through last year, the amount of folks that have reached out saying, hey, keep this podcast up. Keep bringing on amazing mm-hmm. people. We need more of the Maxes of the world. We <laughs> want to learn from you, Max. Uh, so it, it's, and, and knowing that, hearing that from people, I was like, man, this is it. This is why, this is why I'm here. It's, it's awesome. I love it. That's, that's beautiful. So one thing I want to get into, high performers and folks, again, with these growth mindsets, it's there's never a finish line meaning even look at the elon musks of the world guys that can go kick their feet up right now and do nothing go sit Mm -hmm. on the beach and just do nothing but Mm -hmm. when you commit to this lifestyle there is no end and Mm -hmm. sometimes i feel like the weakness of a high performer is not being satisfied or not, you know, a, a, we only won by one goal. We should have dominated one by five yeah. goals right. or right. you guys, I was doing my research before this record season for Pepperdine. Congratulations, by the way. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm sure there's folks, and I'm sure I probably wouldn't be wrong saying this. Well, we didn't get the national championship. We only made right. it to round of 16. Right. So what do you tell people in those moments? And what are some things that we can do to think differently about the situations and flip the script and make it positive. I'm curious if yeah. there's any questions here. What, yeah. what do you, what do you say? Oh man. Well, uh, well, thank you for that. Yeah. Like I said, great reminder. Yeah. It was, it was, a, it was an amazing season. Um, how would answer is this um, being a Pepperdine, I've had the amazing opportunity to work with a, a, a fantastic staff, uh, Tim Ward, Ara Martinez, myself, um, we, we, we collaborate on a lot of things. And, and one of the things that we, so this is going to, this, hopefully this is going to make sense. I'm going to kind of give a little texture to this first. One of the things that, that we are very deliberate about within our program is when you work with a group of high performers, right? Like you just said, and you work with people who are at the top of their game, people who are driven, you know, they're, and, and, you know, obviously work with females, they're the alpha females. They're like, you know, they're coming in there. Everybody wants to, you know, just do, do, life and do soccer and just do everything at a super high level so with that what we have to do is to channel that energy into something and you just kind of brought it up a little bit 
is like, what are we really trying to do here? Like, what is this really about? Like, what what are all of our efforts when we wake up every single day? We practice seven a.m. You know, so just like you, I get up at five a.m. Like, like, when I wake up, it's like you have to know, like, what why you're getting up, right? And I know this is this is not a new thing, right? You know, what's your why and stuff like that. But really, truly understanding, like, what is it that we're trying to do here? So one of the things that we made a conscious effort to do a, a number of years ago is we. You know, in a world of high performance, right? In the world where of college athletics, where literally winning is everything, you know, and it's all about the victory. It's all about the championship. It's all about the national championship. And a lot of people define themselves that way, right? Mm. We either win or we don't. We win the championship or we don't win the championship. You know, you're either first or you're last, you know, like 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 there's there's a very defining sort of mentality around around not just college sports, but anything where it's a competitive environment, right? So one of the things that we did is we said, is there a way to kind of, you know, deal with these questions? Is there a way to be able to still pursue excellence, to still pursue competitive greatness, to still pursue our goals and our dreams and our desires, to still pursue all those things? But could it lead us towards something even more rewarding, right? like a higher purpose and so what we did is is we sort of reconfigured what we felt was most important to us so like i oftentimes talk about it like this if, if you imagine that you know a, a program or in life like individually it's not just a program thing but like a team or a program or an individual like whatever you view to be most important whatever that is it's going to affect every thing below it right affect every decision you make every choice you make so if somebody only values winning then it's gonna it's gonna affect the choices you make it's gonna affect your decisions it's gonna affect your relationships like as a coach if if you're only about winning and then you show up to your team well those players just become a piece of of like helping you win. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not like, they're not really anything else other than just a, a resource to help you get what you win because you believe that winning is the most important thing. It's going to affect how you, how you deal with wins and losses. Right. So my question is again, is, is, is there something more that you can aspire to like a higher purpose that so, so that winning and being successful almost becomes the byproduct of something bigger that you're searching for. So what we did is we now talk about this idea of instead of focusing on winning, we focus on developing women of character. Like that is our, that is our number one priority within our program is to develop women of character or, or with the waves, Pepperdine waves, to develop waves of character, right? To develop young women that are going to go on and do extraordinary things in this world. Well, guess what, Ryan? When you have that at the top, when you have that as your, your primary focus, it completely changes how you show up each day. It completely changes the energy with which you do things. It changes the relationship you have with your players. It changes the way you view success and failure, wins and losses. It it changes the way you view getting knocked out in the Sweet 16. Like it changes because you know that everything that you do day to day and all of the success and everything is just a byproduct of something bigger that you're searching for. So then we create a mission statement to kind of help us identify like what that means to us. So we said our mission is to live a life of constant ascension through the pursuit of a higher purpose, excellence, and competitive greatness. Like that's our mission statement. You could ask any one of our players, 
they could recite it right there on the spot. They understand it. They know it. They could break it down for you. And every single word in there was, was intentionally placed because it has meaning and it has depth and it has texture and it has understanding of what the, the type of culture that we're trying to create within our program. So where I'm going with all this is to say that when that is our true north, when our mission statement every day is about us living into our mission statement and into our higher purpose. So therefore, wins and losses, championships, every, everything that we've been able to achieve is not our primary goal. You know what I'm saying? We have goals, by the way. So what, so what I want to bring back to you, because I know you're such a proponent of goals, and, I, and as, as am I, because I, you know, I have all my goals every year around my goals. We do the same process with our, with, with our, with our team, is we write out these goals. We're very intentional with the type of goals that we, we have for our team. But where we place them in our structure might be a little different. They're not at the top. Does that make sense? They're mm-hmm. not at the top. They are placed underneath our higher purpose and our mission. So our goals allow us to reach something even more important, even bigger. So it's it's a it's a vehicle, if you will. Our goals become a vehicle to try and do something even more special in this world, like impact and and you know in creation and all these different things. So um, I don't know, it's a little weird. I hope it makes sense, but it's like I love it. Like, so so this idea of goal setting is a huge part of what we do, but it's where we place it in our system and in our foundation. And so I think that a lot of people put their goals at the top, you know, mm-hmm. like Olympic athletes, right? The winter Olympics are going on right now. So, so you see a lot of times there's this, there's this um, thing with Olympic athletes where, you know, a lot of them, they work all their, you know, four years to get to the Olympics, they get to the Olympics, they stand on the podium, they win the gold medal, they put the gold medal over their, over their neck. And the very first question they ask themselves afterwards is now what now what mm-hmm. i've done the, i've done the thing i've spent my whole life doing so my question would be if that gold medal and that goal was attached to a higher purpose and a higher vision and a mission then it wouldn't be the end it would just yeah. be the beginning it would be the beginning of the next phase it would just be the next goal in their system to try and live out their higher purpose and their higher vision so at Pep and I, we try and do that daily is to help our team remind, remind us is that every goal that we have, every success that we have, every record-breaking season like we had this year, it's just a part of us trying to live into something bigger, something more, something more powerful, something that can go and affect even bigger change in this world, right? And so, yeah, I know that's a little whimsical, a little sappy, but... That's, that's incredible. No, I love it. And I love... I truly appreciate what you're doing and what the Pepperdine coaching staff is doing for these women, because not only are they playing at an amazing program at an amazing level and an elite level, and y'all are doing a great job there as evidenced by even the last season going all the way to Mm -hmm. round of 16 and losing to Mm -hmm. the eventual national champion, Florida state. Only by a goal. I did all my research. They <laughs> Florida State was scoring on average, I believe, three goals per per game until nice. until they faced until they faced the waves. So <laughs> but what I love and what I appreciate is that you're as you mentioned, you're connecting the team to a higher purpose. And that's setting these women up for success, not only on the field, but when they get out into 
the corporate world or whatever they, whatever endeavor is next for these women by taking the goal setting, I would say to a whole new level uh, and connecting it to, again, um, a mission of developing women or waves of character. That's, that's incredible. That's something that I haven't heard much of on sports teams. I feel like you connect things to a mission statement when you get to the corporate world. So just shout out to you and the staff, the Pepperdine staff for what you all do. That's I appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to work with some amazing people. I say our, our players are amazing. Our coaching staff is, is phenomenal, you know? So um, yeah, that's what makes it so exciting every day. You know, it's, it's awesome. They're awesome. I am going to ask you though, with goals and, and you mentioned what's next. Well, what is next for, Max Rook, let's say we fast forward the clock and it's 2027. It's coming up for you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, um, I, I, I have these three things. I have these three things that I always say to myself. If you love what you do, if you love where you do it and you love who you do it with, that is the most important thing in life. You know, so many of us, we love what we do. We might love where we do it, but and, I mean, I'm not sure if you experienced this, but I think at some level we can all say at some time in our life, maybe you might not love who you do it with. Right. And that can compromise. You you might be so passionate about something, but if you don't love who you work with on a daily basis, it can compromise your, your, uh, you know, your experience. If you love where you're at and you love who you're with, but I know a lot of people, Ryan, that their job, they don't love their job. It's just a job. It's not, it's not like you. It's not like, it's not like this passion that you have for this podcast. It's like, yeah. It's just a job. They don't love what they do. So I say, you got those three things. If you love what you do, you love where you do it, you love who you do it with. Um, that's like the trifecta. So for me at Pepperdine, I love what I do. I love where I do it because I'm right on by the beach in Malibu. Yeah. I feel overlooks the ocean. And I absolutely love who I do it with. I love Tim. I love Ari. I love our players. So um, so if you ask me in a few years, I would like to think that we're still, uh, maybe we won a national championship. Maybe we're, we, maybe we're still in pursuit of that, but we are, we are collectively working to help our ladies, you know, not only meet their goals, but to become women of character and live into our mission statement daily. And so, um, so I'd say, I'd say, you know, I don't have any plans to like necessarily like move on and this and that. And, sure, other. and sure. it's not, and it's not, and it's not a lack of vision or ambition, but it's like, like I said, it's those three things. I know a lot of head coaches that are miserable, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and that's, that's to me is the most important, thing Ryan is is like we talk a lot about I say we but just in life a lot of people talk about success and trying to achieve it and they think that when you get that you know then then like I say like that's that's what life is but I know so many people that have so much yet they're not fulfilled and I know some people that have nothing and they're some of the happiest people in the world and so to me this balance of like succeeding and, and playing life at, a, at the highest level, but also doing it where you're happy and fulfilled. I've been married for 14 beautiful, beautiful years to my, my loving wife, Noelle. Like she is amazing. She's the most important thing in my world. And that is as important to me as anything, as any success that I have with our team. So when you have all of that together, so in 2027, so we said 2027. Yeah. If we I'm, fast forwarded five years, yeah, I'm going to be, curious. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, living my best life with, with, with my, with my beautiful wife, making an impact, you know, with, with teams like Pepperdine. But then I think the big thing, the big, the big thing for me is going to be 
finding ways to expand my impact. And so when it comes to like life to the max and some of the programs I'm putting together, the masterminds I have, I want to be able to grow that in such a way where my impact grows, you know, because when you work with one team, you can have massive impact, but it, it's only with a certain amount of players. And so for me, I think 2027, I want to grow the, the, my ability to impact um, this world in, in a, in a positive way. And so I think that that, you know, that pursuit of finding avenues and different ways to, to create that impact through my life to the max programs, as I said, and all of the coaching that I do, um, I'm really excited about that and that pathway because that's going to be a clear pathway that I can add value in people's lives additionally to what I do here at Pepperdine. I love that. Say the three things again. If you love, if you do what you love, if you love what you do, if you love what you do, love where you do it and who you do it with. That's the recipe for success in life. That's a gold gem right there. I'm clipping that out. That's awesome. <laughs> and then what I want you to do is spend a little bit of time talking more about the programs because if folks are interested I want them to learn more about life to the max and exactly what you offer. You and I spoke last week and I know you've got a lot of amazing things in work and anybody that has the opportunity to learn from you beyond just this podcast, Max, they are very fortunate. So I want you to talk about how people can have that opportunity. Uh, well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, well, I first say, if you need any any guidance, just go to my my website. So it's um, www.maxrooks. So my name M A X R O O K E. www.maxrooks.com. On there, you can go. You can find um, a lot of my resources. I have a lot of um, you know max moments for like a lot of free content. You can sign up, so you can just get access to a lot of my, my YouTube channel and social media and all that sort of stuff. And much like you, just just wanting to fill this space of social media with positive things that can help people so i do apply a lot of videos a lot of content that you can you can get um but then to pass there i have a lot of people reach out to me um for certain programs so right now i'm about to put together a coaching program for high performers and leaders and coaches it's called the journey from good to great how small shifts create extraordinary results so exactly everything that we talked about at the beginning of the show is just like what are those small shifts that can create extraordinary results so that we can take that that step from good to great in every area of life too. Like I think that what I used, this is, I'm kind of sidetrack a little bit, but what I used to think is, is when I first started on like the difference between good and great, I used to answer the question, what is the difference between good and great in terms of results, right? And success. But now my program reflects that it's a deep dive into what is the difference between good and great in every area of life. Just like I said before, because you can have success and not be fulfilled. So how do you do life, like all of life, at a high level? So that's what that program is. It's for people that that want to discover what's possible in their life and wanted wanted to play life at a high level. And so I take them through what's called the success paradox, which is like my my sort of mindset shifts. Uh, but yes, it's a coaching program I have, so that's available. Um, I'm going to be starting another mastermind here pretty soon. Um, I know you did something similar. I'm so proud of you for what you what you've begun in your mastermind. It's fantastic, and I'm also excited about possibilities of us working together so yeah just a lot of cool things coming down but i just say go to the website uh, go to social media a lot of what i have coming up in in real time you'll be able to to see and get access to so uh, yeah com. awesome and i'll make sure folks that that is linked in the episode notes in addition to 
all of Max's social media accounts so you can follow him, keep up with his journey. And I'm also subscribed to his email list and he sends out some awesome stuff. So if you, at the very least, get on the email list and check out all of the content that Max has available. I've been having a lot of fun closing out some of these podcast interviews lately and doing rapid fire sessions, but we'll do it. We'll make it a little different. We're going to call it a a PK session, penalty kick session. So (laughs) I just thought of this. I love it. So in the amount of time it would take to make a penalty kick is Mm -hmm. from the time that you set up the ball to going and kicking it is how much time you have to answer the question. Right. So right. What are two books, one to two books that you believe everyone should read that will benefit their mindset? Most recently, uh, Legacy by James Kerr, all about the All Blacks. Everyone, that's, that's a hot one. Uh, the other one, Mark Batterson, is my favorite author. I, I, it's hard to choose one. He's got all in. He's a Christian author, um, but In a Pit with a Line on a Snowy, snowy Day. Double blessing, all in, amazing books. He he is a fantastic author. So any 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 book by Mark Batterson. I love the legacy by with All Blacks, mm-hmm. amazing book. We could talk yeah. about that for mm-hmm. yep. days. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking about that book when you were talking about connecting the team to a mission statement. But sure, sure. So because right. that 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 was the first thing that leave, came leave to the in a better place, right? Yep. If people only knew. If you could only be known for one to three things, what would they be? An amazing husband who loved his wife unconditionally. Somebody who served the world, the world in a impactful way and a positive human being. Love that. I'm going to close out with this one. If you could go one-on-one with any soccer player in the world, living or dead, who are you playing against? Oof. Steven Gerrard. Former former Liverpool player, currently coaches at, at uh, Aston Villa. Stephen Jarrett, he's a legend. Stephen Jarrett, awesome. Max, it was so much fun having you on. I really appreciate who you are as a person and what and as a leader, as a husband, as a coach, someone that is truly helping people go to the next level, unlock their next level, clear any roadblocks that they may have and identify paths that they may not have seen before if it wasn't for you and what you do to help people. So folks, check out Max, tune in, subscribe to his socials and win today. Thanks so much for tuning in.